0: Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason
1: Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Oh, another week of Off The Bench. Welcome to it, Jason Matthews, Scott Sattler. Hello, Hello
2: Woogie, Jace, and, and the listeners as well. And, of course, in these lockdown times, yes. it's difficult. Um, what I did like about lockdown last year, if he could take a positive out of it, is the AFL? Remember the AFL were playing a game every day, every day,
1: every yeah, night. Yeah, they're not at the moment, are yeah, they? Yeah, outstanding that was. They've got um, all eighteen teams in Victoria at the moment. I know. Like, isn't it ironic? Like, <laughs> like oh, Victoria, like everyone was leaving in droves, and now it's the saviour. This time last year, yeah. And yeah. Dan Andrews comes back as COVID leaves. I reckon he is COVID. <laughs> you know what I mean? COVID's gone, Dan Andrews comes back. It's like Superman, Clark Kent. <laughs> Why isn't Dan Andrews and COVID in the same room? In
2: the room? same room. I get it. I get it.
1: Welcome I mean, to a big show. Uh, off the bench, Greg Brandy Alexander will be joining us. He's one
2: of your new favourites, isn't he? He is
1: one of my new favourites. I mean, there's it's a battle between him and Cam Smith. In fact, I'm going to put them on slippery poles and let them beat the crap out of each other. Like, it's a knockout style. Yeah. And Last Man Standing <laughs> will be my favourite.
2: Do you know, I went to Penrith for a number of reasons. One was because I wanted to be able to tell my kids that I played with Greg Alexander, and I got to play with him his final year. Now, in my first week in Penrith, Brandy at training said – and remember, this is summer in the western parts of Sydney, so it's about 46 degrees. I'm putting a pagola up in the backyard. Can anyone give me a hand? And everyone's going, please, it's too hot. And I've gone, yes. Oh, I'll be there in half an suck. hour. So I've gone over – I sat up on that pergola, put the whole thing together myself, while him and MG, his brother-in-law, yeah. were in the shade down and just instructed me. And I was that <laughs> stupid young and naive that I yeah. wanted to help out Brandy and MG. Yeah. Yeah, got sunstroke. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just they, they saw straight through me. I
1: still see you brown-nosing to Brandy when when yeah, you talk I to him on the phone. I
2: do I do get a little bit um intimidated around Brandy. Do you?
1: Yeah. Nice guy, really nice guy. Um, we'll invite you around for a barbecue sometime, all right? <laughs> under that pergola. You've Are you got. still stalking Cam or not? No, I'm his producer. I'm no. his executive producer, not just a producer. What it's we what they call, call in stalk- the business is what
2: they call stalking these days.
1: No, I I'm, mean I'm what they call an EP. Yeah. All right. So he doesn't listen to a word I say. He just does what he likes. Mm. That's what makes Cam Cam. He's great, fantastic. Love doing that show. Uh, Broncos sign a big one and let one go. Well, there's a couple on the go. At the Broncos, we'll discuss what um, what influence uh, Ben Icon is having in his first week at the club. But, Sats, I love doing this. Let's do the news. Time on Off awesome. the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Now, I promise our listeners we're not going to spend 15 minutes on the Broncos because we have the last two weeks. And that, it is boring. And no, we we're not going to focus on those
2: idiotic players that broke Protocol around COVID, Dugan, the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs players. I know the Bulldogs have been fined because they're saying that they didn't give the the correct information to, or words to the effect, to the playing group. Are and you serious? The, I agree with you. Listen, what? they're adults; they know exactly what's going on. Mate, so. we,
1: as the public, know that yep. on the seventeenth of June, we were told you're in lockdown. Mm. Don't go to certain areas. On the twentieth of June, yeah, we're in the pub having a great time. Like the the, the NRL put out. And eat it on the seventeenth, mm. on the twentieth. They work for the NRL, but we're not going to. We're not going to focus. We're not going to focus. On no, that. <laughs> we are. Uh, Broncos. Matt Lodge uh, gone. He's heading off to the Warriors now. Um, Effective immediately. Two and a half year contract. But won't be playing for the Warriors this weekend, of course. Or the Broncos. No, yeah. but. Uh, Probably the following weekend. Good time to leave the Broncos because they have a buy next weekend.
2: Yeah. Now it's a two and a half year contract. The Broncos reportedly will pay anywhere It was around four hundred to four hundred and fifty thousand of his eight hundred thousand dollar contract.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and many are saying, "What's the use in letting him go for the rest of the year?" Like it's.
1: Well, I said that to you. Is yesterday. that you? Yeah. yeah. Eight yeah. months
2: has already gone of, of their um, of their pay. So wouldn't you just keep him around for his experience? But they can use those that extra money for the end of this year to to upgrade some of their younger players uh, to development players or maybe into the, the NRL squad. But uh, next year and the year after, for, for Lodgers' money, goes towards trying to get Dane Finuc- Dale Finucane, I should say, to to the Brisbane Broncos. Do you think they
1: will now that they've signed Kurt Capewell? That's our other thing we're going to talk about. Do, do you have a uh, Dale Finucane yeah. and a Capewell in your team?
2: Yeah, Capewell plays in the second row. Finucane plays 13. Finucane's that player that comes in and just completely changes your player's mindset. And he's the one that goes in, doesn't care who he upsets because he knows what winning is. Now, you've got to be apprehensive about signing Storm players. Not a lot of Storm players have gone to other clubs and been very successful individually. Um, but, you know, Dale has got this amazing work ethic that off the field, there's things that he'll you, you won't see off the field that'll change the Brisbane Broncos. So with that extra money now, even though that Kevy last week said, no, nah, they're not going anywhere, Tevita Penguai Jr., Matt Lodge, a lot of the media... and people on social media now saying yeah hang on I said he's lied well as a in rugby league or in professional sports you have got to keep the wolves at bay for a period of time he's saying what he had to say before Ben Iken had come into the role and from the time that Ben Iken comes into the role that's when, the, as coach in football or
1: general oh, manager I of footy, ask, they
2: they can sit there and discuss about the about the future of the club I want to ask
1: you that sats because we don't have you know you were a general manager of footy at a club and do you have the final say or does the coach get the final say on whether you keep a player or recruit a player?
2: Well, the salary cap has the final decision. But – if, if, it, if it works within the salary cap, the good clubs – I believe the good clubs have have a committee, just a football committee in, rec- in relation to their recruitment and retention. And it's only made up of, I think, three pl- three people. Is That's all you need. Um, and it becomes down to the relationship of general manager, footy, and coach – so there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to it. If I, if you if if I, if you held a gun in my head and said, who has the final say, and salary cap is taken out of the equation, yeah. head coach.
1: Head coach, right. Everything
2: falls with the head coach when it comes to the playing group.
1: But what about when you've got a team that's sitting second last on the ladder?
2: Well, there's selections the coach makes. You live and die by the sword. There's a saying going around amongst a lot of some, not all, but some player managers that – Coaches aren't the great recruiters, aren't good recruiters, and there, it's true to some effects. There are some coaches that really don't have an idea about recruiting, but there are some that are very very good. Wayne Bennett, tremendous recruiter, and I mean his history tells us Tim Sheen's amazing recruiter these The reason why they are such great coaches is because they're very good recruiters as well. so um if your coach isn't a great recruiter, um you need to have some small committee around him that that can help with yep. those decisions. But at the end of the day, you live and die by the sword as a coach in yep. relation to the players that come into your club.
1: What influence is Benny Eichon having in his first week? Because, I mean, again, let's go back to those comments from Kevy that they're not going anywhere. Then all of a sudden, within a week, within a few days, one of those players is now not at that club. Well, is that is that, again, was that just... Uh, that's Dave Donaghy
2: and general manager of footy having a great relationship. Yeah. Coming in and saying, we're going to take the ownership off the head coach for now because he's under a lot of pressure. When he didn't, oh, that's he didn't,
1: almost going over the head.
2: Yeah, oh, that's, and sometimes you need to. Like, let's take some pressure off him. Let him just worry about coaching. Right. Okay, get the team ready. Let's not have to worry about him worrying about salary caps and players that may not be here. and.
1: But when your head coach comes out and says, no, they're not going anywhere, then within yeah. three days they're – one of them's gone. It doesn't look good. No, it doesn't look good. Or was Kevy just being poker faced?
2: No, yeah. Well, he's being poker faced, and like I said, you've. Just I hope to, so for Kevvy's you state. got to keep the wolves at bay for a period of time. And I hope that's what happened, sport. mate. I hope that's yeah. what happened. I think I think Kevy's admitted that if they didn't move Lodge and Tavita Pengo Junior on, and Tavita's not gone yet, and this is this think about this as your own club, not just the Brisbane Broncos. So this is about rugby league in general. I think, and I'd like to think that, and hope that Kevi looks at it and says, listen, as much as I'd like to keep them here because I've said that, moving forward, because they take up so much of our salary cap and we're not going to be able to recruit, it's going to, be, it's going to make my job a lot harder as a coach if I can't recruit better players. So I think they would have all come to some conclusion and some agreement. What effect is Benny Iken having? Well, I, always con- I was always concerned about Benny going into a role of this nature, about him having hard discussions because he's such a nice guy. But I think he's hardened over the years in the role that he's had at NRL 360 and 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 Dave Donaghy,
1: this is not his first, you know, dance.
2: Yeah, exactly. So Benny's actually showing that he can have those really tough conversations with player managers and players. And so what what I've always said is what he's going to bring to the job at the Broncos is he's thorough, uh, he's well-prepared, he's articulate, he's intelligent, and he's very measured as well. So – um, when everyone's losing their head, Benny will actually sit back and look at the entire landscape. And you, that's what you need in rugby league.
1: You've just described uh, any given night on NRL 360. Yeah. With Kenty going off and <laughs> hoops going hoops off. Going buzz. buzz. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Benny's just sitting back going, this is good for ratings. Yeah. Uh, Origin 2, Blues were solid, mate, at Suncorp. they were. I, I was there and, and I got to take my 14 year old daughter, um, first game of. Um, Did she love it? The second game of rugby league and first origin. Yeah, mate. She, she she's hooked? hooked. Oh, really? She told me so, last so night. So tell a, me,
2: can you tell? Because she's what? She's a thirteen
1: year old. She's fourteen on Monday.
2: Fourteen. Okay, and she's got a twin sister as well who didn't yep. go. Not an in no, interest. She in hates forty as well. No, I'm interested 40. from a fourteen year old. What made her hooked? Because it's. She what?
1: just she the whole atmo- I mean, origin atmosphere, mate. It's unbelievable. She didn't like Shepherd. None, of, no one likes Shepherd. The group. The, yeah. well, I disagree. But I like. It was Shepard. horrible. Yeah, but you're boring. Mm. The, let's let's be let's be clear about
2: that. No, I like Australian talent. So anyway, keep going. Yeah, and
1: I think the key words talent. Yeah, that's what we're missing. So
2: what else did she like, mate? So, she
1: just loved it. She just loved the atmosphere. She loved being in the crowd. Does she have a,
2: a favorite player? Oh, now? the Fox. The Fox. Yeah,
1: she loves. it doesn't like Melbourne though. She's not going for Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Doesn't like Melbourne. And this, I can't get her across the line with the Rabbitohs. Cannot get her across the line. Her team.
2: Don't say manly. Don't say roosters. Penrith. Uh, God, love her.
1: No, see, and you two are at war, and that upsets me even more. She's a good kid. No, she, <laughs> she goes. She goes. I like. She likes uh, Brian To'o yep. and Luai. She loves them. She goes. I follow them on TikTok. They're funny. How's that? Yeah. So TikTok is having an influence on the next generation and see, this of fans. Is,
2: this is what's really big with the NRL moving forward. How do they engage the age group of around 18 to 32, 33? How do they get them to the games? It's really difficult to get that age group to the games, to watch games. Yep. But then you've got a, another platform of, of, um, of age categories where the only way they're going to engage them is just purely through social media, not, not free-to-air TV, it's going to be through she watch social media, media. Yeah,
1: she doesn't watch free to air. And I tell you what, and you have got two great young kids. I mean, you know these kids better than me, Luai and To'o. Um, Whatever they're doing, keep doing it because it's bringing in a whole bunch of new fans into the game. Yeah, good point. She she absolutely loves them. But Queensland Sats, um, what happens for game three? Uh, That 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 I mean, what what was your take on game two? Who do you bring in for game three? I was
2: really concerned, Jase. After game one, when the coach Paul Green in his press conference said words to the effect, "I could have bonded better with the team," and then said, "I was probably bonding's not probably the right word, but
1: communicated wasn't he saying as well?" He's saying
2: bonding, but it wasn't the right word he said. But you know, should have communicated. That was a concern for me after game one. Yeah, and you can't bridge that gap in the space of in the space of a couple of weeks. So my big concern is the disconnect between head coach and key players in the Queensland side. Do they bring Mal in? Um, our, good, our good colleague, um, Gary Belcher, said they need to bring Malin for Game 3. I agree 100% to get them to, to buy into the in, – and to, for people to sit back and say, how could you not buy into Origin? It's like any product. If, if, you're, if you're not agreeing with the direction, you'll switch off and you'll just play for the sake of playing and not playing for a common cause. And those comments after Origin 1 concern me, Jace, to be quite honest. Now, mm. he can salvage that in Game 3, Paul Green, if he has a win. He's only signed for one year. Do the QRL trigger that second-year clause Please. if they have a win in, in Game 3?
1: I would let Queensland win if I was Freddie, Game <laughs> 3, if that triggers the clause to keep Paul Green there. In fact, we should start a GoFundMe. And I reckon Queensland are crazy if they don't secure Paul Green for the next 10 years. Do
2: you think they, they just let New South Wales run out in the field and you just automatically anticipate there's 13 players out there because they've all run out? Yeah. And then all of a sudden Queensland start scoring tries. You go, Hang
1: on a sec. There's only 11 players for New South Wales. Do you think he deliberately only plays 11? Absolutely. Yep. And then that contract's triggered. Yep. And bang, Paul Green's there forever. The fact that The fact that it was discussed during the week, that they won't make a decision on Paul Green to the end of the year. That's that. That's fine until after it's all done, but they're considering triggering the second year of his contract. Oh, I
2: well, that's just. The, I mean, that's just a,
1: about making the coach feel really before game three, right? You can't three. talk about that, yeah.
2: So yeah, there'll be a review uh, like after every series, even if you win. Um, but moving forward. Um, we've got to understand also the Queensland went through a period where they had all these players yeah. that had come through the pathway programs, they'd played all junior reps together, and they're all sort of one, two, three years apart. Smith, Cronk, Slater, Tate, Thayday, um, Corey Parker, uh, Justin Hodges. They are all this group of players that came through. Then you had the senior players like your Webkeys and your Lockies at the start of their origin periods, and they went through this amazing run. It's all about timing. New South Wales have put a lot of time into their Pathways projects. Luwai Tai, all these young players that have come through from five or six years ago, Yeah. and they've all hit Origin at once. And they've got a couple of key elder players like Tedesco and Co that are, that are the experienced players that are just guiding them into Origin. And then when Tedesco goes in a couple of years' time, let's say, and Trevojevic takes over as the fullback, well, they've already played six or seven Origin matches, 10 Origin matches. They're used to the origin uh, landscape. So I think that New South Wales are going through what Queensland went through. It's about the right age category, hitting origin at exactly the right time, and they've won three of the last four. People keep forgetting that New South Wales – We do forget that, don't we? Three of the last four origins. So it's a really good time for New South Wales from the players in their age category because the average age is 24. That's frightening.
0: It's that time for an off the bench Friday night preview.
1: Certainly is. Looking forward to this game, Sad's Penelope. If Peneriff. you could be the best at any sport yeah. in the world, what would it be?
2: In any sport? A badge would say surfing.
1: I would say surfing. Just a lifestyle? Yep. Okay. Travelling the world in summer? Yep. Um, yeah, I, reckon I can't surf. I've never been on a surfboard. Oh, I have. Didn't go well. But I mean, I'd, I'd love, be I love golf. to surf.
2: Yeah, Because you can play the... until you're sort of you know, your late 60s, early sure,
1: 70s. Sure, but I'm not looking to do anything. When you're that old. That old. Okay. Well,
2: you're not far away, so. Anyway, yeah, yeah, so Friday, no, Thursday night's game. Friday night game. Friday night yeah, game. Friday, Friday night. night game.
1: Panthers versus the Eels at Bluebet Stadium. This would have been a cracker if there was crowds in Sydney. Unfortunately, there's not, and there's bigger issues to worry about. Um Wow, what a game. Uh, where do we start? Luai will be in the seven jersey. Great rivalry.
2: Always had a tremendous rivalry this game. doesn't matter where they sit on the, on the ladder. There's always attracted really good attention. And unfortunately, like you said, no crowds. Um, playing at Penrith for a number of years, I, I've just seen how passionate these these battles are. I remember we played a game in 03, last game of the season. It was for us to win the minor premiership, for them to make the top eight. Mm. And Penrith Stadium at that stage only – only held 26,000. They had 28,500 in there, and it was frightening how many people were in there, just hemming at the seams. And if we had a crowd, I've got no doubt we would have had over 20,000 at this game also. Um, Yeah, you're saying Jerome Lui in the seven. I'm really interested in seeing how he goes without Nathan Cleary, because he's played a lot of rugby league with Nathan Cleary through the juniors as well. They're the same age. Lui's just turned 24. Cleary's still 23. A lot of the junior reps together, they know how each other play without Cleary there. Is Lou Eyes good? That's what everyone's going to be asking before the game kicks off. And
1: I think he'll embrace the challenge because nothing really fears him. Yeah. And and having spent time now in origin. Yeah. You know you know what players like when they come back from origin mm. camps, whether it's Queensland or New South Wales. Mm. They just seem to play a lot better. So that's, the other one is uh, Burton in the sixth jersey. How smart of the Panthers to say, listen, Burton's not going anywhere till next season. Well, it's why they're at the top He's of the top. Mate. And, and, and you'll hear from Brandy, he's saying, we we'll are never let him go. There's well, never a question. You know, you've got to upset
2: some to get the decision you want yep. in life sometimes. And unfortunately, they upset the, the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs fans. They upset a lot of rugby league fans who were saying, let the kid go. We, we bought into it as well. The kid wants to play first grade. He's going to be a first grader. Let him go and play first grade and, and get some first grade experience. But you could see why they weren't going to let him go. Because if you're going to make the grand final, play in the grand final and win the premiership this year, you need depth, absolutely, and so you know the good teams are willing to make those tough decisions to upset others.
1: And he's been in outstanding form in the centres; he's been brilliant. This is see, this is my big
2: concern. He's, he's naturally a five-eighth. Yep. I think moving forward, he's a lock forward. But okay, he's naturally a five-eighth. But because he's been playing so well in the centres, when they've moved him into the number six jersey, he's still trying to play like a centre.
1: So, What's the difference? That's well, explain. like, but that, don't get technical. Yeah, but,
2: okay. So as a five-eighth, you've got to. You gotta be a little bit like a chameleon. Whatever the game is, you've got to be able to just relate to it. Do I need to pass early? Do I need to pass late? Do I need to kick early? Do I need to kick late? Do I need to run as a pass as opposed to passing? Now, as a center, your first thought is, I've just got to run.
1: I've got to be in the right spot. I've got to put myself yeah, I've got to put yeah. my
2: body in the right position, yeah, in yeah. a better position, so I can give myself an opportunity. As a five eighth, you've got to be sometimes the one that creates that, that opportunity, opportunity for someone yeah. else. So it's changing the mindset and he's He's juggling between the, both those at the moment. But one thing that will be good, without Cleary, he's got the biggest kick in the competition, general yeah. play kick. He'll just he'll boot the leather out of the
1: ball. Uh, quickly,
2: Panthers, Eels win? I'm going to say Eels as much as like drinking vinegar. Just okay. without Cleary, that's how much of an influence he's got. And score? Uh, I'm going to say 28 24.
1: Rightio, this is Off the Bench with Sats and Jace. When we come back, we're going to uh, review the Thursday night flogging of the Roosters by the storm next on Off the Bench.
0: This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. There's no one at home, and Eddie Car is going to pick it up and score. He's 10 out from the line. Tedesco oh, comes from nowhere, but he, he slides, slides in over and scores, gets it down. There was no one at home for the Roosters. Cameron Munster, what intelligent play. And Adokar scores a try. Lamb under a bit of pressure, gets his kick away going bounce around the 30 metre line. It bounces away from Nico Hines, who gets there and then goes straight through a gap. He's only got one to beat. Leaky here comes that Okari, throws a dummy, goes himself and scores. He takes the kick on the 30 metre line. It bounced away from him. He had to race and get there just before the Roosters picked the ball up and they forgot to tackle him. Munster short ball for Nukin. They try and hold him up. Triton's there but he's He's got it down. He got the ball down. I'm not sure how he managed it. Angus Triton and Lachlan Lamb were there but Dale Nukin, too much strength and the stormer and again hit that out of acting half last tackle. Easy try here to Bromwich. Kenny's over. The pass from Munster but it started with a quick play the ball. Then Brandon Smith played off the back of that and the try to kenny bromich tedesco out at acne half pushes away from Fanukin. then the little flick out the back it's on the ground who wants it oh, Just picks it up and gives it to waddo car he'll race away and score no one will catch josh Adokar. The there's his second try nico hines to wallom forward pass oh. thought to Adokar, car but he's gonna get three Ado car gets himself a hat trick cross field comes munster gives it to hughes he now straightens he kicks for Munster. Gets a oh dream my bounce. And Cameron Munster has scored the try. He started it with a faster Hughes. Hughes gave it back to him via the kick. And Cameron Munster scores the try. And now they give it to oh, Lewis. Four. Back oh. to Brandon Smith who scores. Well, there were five roosters around Chris Lewis who somehow got the ball away. Bounces to Tupanua. Olam in front of him carries the ball one-handed, drops it to Suwali. who succumbs to the tackle, and that'll be full-time. And that is a win for the Melbourne Storm, and what a win it was. 46 points to nil. They led 30 points to nil at half-time, and they remain on top of the NRL ladder. There
1: you go, Sats. 46-nil, the Storm over the Roosters. Uh, The last time Thursday Night Football was on was a fortnight ago. Yeah. The Rabbitohs beat the Broncos 46-nil.
2: Oh, is that your superstat?
1: That's my superstat.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: And it's just my way of getting the rabbitos into a conversation okay. as well here. You're concerned. Oh, mate, I'm the blowouts. The blowouts, like they're top four teams, mm. and I've never seen a season. And and i was saying to you off the air, and I'm, I'm not being negative at all, but I'm just saying, I found myself this year turning off rugby league halfway through a game mm. more than I ever have. Yep. And I'm not the only fan doing that. That must be a concern. We don't know what the problem is. We don't know what the fix is. Who knows? I don't think you could. And you said quite rightly to me off there you can't blame the rules for last night.
2: No, it wasn't. This but, is a better team.
1: But why is there such a divide between the Panthers and the Storm and the rest? The Panthers and the Storm have also beaten South and the Eels. Like, it's just the Eels, maybe not so much. And you know, blowouts have been going on for decades. Yeah, but there's, this year there's a divide between the top two and the rest of the competition sets. You It's are never right. been like that.
2: Yeah, I remember only two or three years ago, from first down to about ninth or tenth, I think the teams were only separated by four or six points. And there was an argument back then, is it due to mediocrity across the competition? So the question is, would you rather see team one through to team 10 separated by four to six points or would you rather see a Four teams that are just more dominant than the
1: others. Dare I say it, does the NRL need to look at a draft to make the competition well, the salary, more even? The
2: salary cap makes the competition even. Just the good teams manage the salary cap better
1: yeah, and, and a city, stay in the top five well, or
2: six more often.
1: But why not have a draft and a salary cap?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's something we definitely need to look at. I know a lot of rugby league fans don't like it because we're not used to it as part of our sporting landscape in Australia. Yes, they can use it as a commercial opportunity the NRL, but that's that's something that they discuss at a higher level. For us yeah. as fans, is it going to make the game better? Is it going to spread the talent? If you're a team that comes last this year, and let's just say for argument's sake, it's the Broncos, uh, so let's work off last year. The Broncos, whoever comes off contract this year, the best player, let's say it's Nathan Cleary. Well, the Broncos would have the first opportunity – to sign Nathan Cleary in a draft and make them stronger,
1: I can't see a problem with that.
2: And if they can't afford him, because of their salary cap, they,
1: they trade their position. Well,
2: yeah, the next team gets an opportunity to get him. Yeah, so, I know it's big in the AFL, and many many say that it doesn't work in the AFL. I tend to think there's got to be a discussion I beg to moving differ. forward.
1: Look how Melbourne are going this year in the AFL. Yeah, you're
2: right, absolutely. And yeah. they
1: you know they've been in the bottom eight. For for a lot of part, big part of the last ten years,
2: Western Bulldogs who were the premiers and then started yep. to decline a little bit, back on the up.
1: But list management needs to be important as well. And, yeah. and and look at the Swans, how they've managed to play. Last year was the first time they missed finals football, I think, in twelve years. Yeah, you know, and they won what three premierships or two premierships in that time. So mm. you've just got to, you've got to manage. You've just got to manage the list, which the good clubs do now. Yep. But a draft gives the opportunity for those other clubs to be competitive, not next year, but in years to come.
2: Yeah, the good clubs don't let their players come off contracts so they they go on don't a draft. absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, but on last night, on sorry, on
2: the the game on Thursday night, it's uh, the Fox scored three. It was great. Cameron Munster was hit late by Fafita. I think he'll serve three or four weeks on the sideline. It was a bit of a it was a late shot, hit him high as well. So he's got a few concerns. Uh, the storm; they were really shaky in the first five to ten minutes. They were, weren't beaten they? Beaten with a punch, yeah, with yeah. A, with aggression and and enthusiasm. But they're able to recalibrate just on the run. That's what makes them so great. They just recalibrate themselves, and all of a sudden, it was amazing. It was, I think, it was twelve nil. It was twelve nil or fourteen nil after fourteen or fifteen minutes.
1: After being everyone dropping the ball for the first ten,
2: and then all of a sudden, what was it at halftime? It was. Twenty-eight nil or something. Yeah, like. I turned yeah, 30 off. Thirty-nil or something. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So, um,
1: quick question for you yep. before we go to Chris Nelson: um, Should the Roosters be concerned?
2: Yeah, they, they are concerned because they've got so many good injuries. Yeah, they've got Luke Keary. That's our Boyd Cordner's retired. Jake Friend's retired. Victor Radley's due back in the next couple of weeks, um, but they're really missing Luke Keary. They really miss right. him. Yeah, you know, he's their little general. Yeah, Tedesco backing up from Origin wasn't at his best. He's probably at a six and a half out of ten. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and this is where the teams. And I know they only supplied one player in Tedesco, the Roosters, but he's a key player. He looked tired last night. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Thursday night. He looked yep. tired. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All righty, uh, there you have it. Our review of Thursday night football. Storm forty six. Roosters nil. Uh, time for this on off the bench. <laughs>
0: On Off the Bench, time for a Racing Queensland Winter Racing Carnival update. The tab, Queensland Winter Racing Carnival, has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 858
1: Yeah, we're talking off the air, and I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. I thought the Caloundra Cup this weekend was at a different race course to the normal one that is raced at on the Sunshine Coast all the time, but I'm wrong, boys.
2: You are wrong. Yes.
1: <laughs> I am wrong. Yeah, well no, about this wrong. matter. Uh Chris, how are you, mate? Welcome to uh Off the Bench and it's a big one tomorrow. It's the uh, Caloundra Cup, which is held at the Sunshine Coast Race Seeing Club. Track. Park. Yes, which yeah. is
3: Corbold which is Corball Park, Chase, which mm. Satch knows very well. Yeah. Yes, um, he does. yes, it'll be a it'll be a massive day. Do you know it was actually built on a snake swamp? And the first meeting was what? held in 19... <laughs> That's what I read what? somewhere, but it was built on a swamp. 1985 was the first meeting, Thursday in July in 1985. Haven't we come a, a long way? Did it involve
1: snakes or like was it horses?
3: <laughs> yes. No, no, there was snakes. Uh, there was a swamp area. It was basically nothing, and I think there uh, was the home to quite a few different sorts of snakes. I'll do my research on that for you. I'll tell you next week, but... Um, Yes, that's what it
1: was. Where are those snakes now, just incidentally? I just want to know. Oh, that would have been
3: relocated somewhere <laughs> yes. safe. Yes,
2: hopefully. Hopefully. Okay. hopefully they would have.
1: Mate, Colloundra yeah. Cup. Yeah. Yes, sorry. Yes. Yes. Calandra
3: Cup. No, I was going to say, uh, you're into people's garages and uh, under all their right. house and mm. places like that. That's where they've been relocated. Um, yeah, it'll be a wet day too, guys, so make sure you do all your form for a, probably a heavy 10-plus track tomorrow at the Sunshine Coast because it's uh, going to rain plenty during the afternoon and it's already raining today, as we know.
1: Um, Sats, do you think, Chris, he had a great day uh, last week, by He's the way. He's had a good yeah. few weeks, actually. Three from three last yeah. week. Uh, he tipped five, I think, midweek one day and didn't tell anyone. Um, what I want to <laughs> suggest here, and uh, yes? I-, I told them afterwards. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Oh, you did. He was gloating on Twitter, going, hey, what about me? I picked five winners. <laughs> exactly. did you sh- Did you share them? <laughs>
3: It's like... Well, the thing... I did on the air, but the thing was they're giving out votes on uh, trackside, on SEN track, and I didn't get a vote. Well, what do you got to do to get a vote around here?
1: Six winners. That's the... Uh, that's yeah, where, obviously. Now, listen. Let's find out. So that's how good he is at picking uh, mudlarks for Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Generally not good, guys, but we'll go with race seven, number four, Stockman, the New South Wales visitor. Now, his form is in listed races uh, down south and stronger races uh, than this, and he won his latest... At uh, Rose Hill, he won it on a heavy track, so there's no problems in the ground. He's had three wins on heavy going, and I think this is going to be a bit easier for him. I can see the uh, the mudlark Wu Gok getting out in front and leading. He might be looking for a uh, an Uber halfway down the straight, and there will be Stockman ready to pounce. So I'm going with Stockman to win the uh, Caloundra Cup. That's race seven, number four, but he will start favourite. Race eight, number one, Nicanova. Now, Nicanova has been going around, obviously, in the Stradbroke and the Kingsford Smith Cup, Group one races, he wasn't far away on each occasion. This just looks suitable for him. He's another one that loves the wet ground. And he's drawn a wide gate, but he'll get to the outside. He'll come steaming down the crown of the track, which is where you need to be. So I think we can go with him. Desert Lord's the favourite in that race. I'd be surprised if Desert Lord ran. He just doesn't have any wet track form. So you'll find Nick and Over will firm up and prove hard to beat. Uh, Zenifa, race six, number 11, Zenifa in the Wink guineas. One run back from a break was good, I thought, at uh, Ipswich. Didn't get a lot of room when she needed to in the straight. She should get through the ground okay. She's got soft form, no heavy form, so we'll take a little bit of a punt and we'll back her each way. Race six, number 11, Zenifer. And Before I go, guys, now, mm. Jace, mm. I did tell you guys that Key's run a couple of weeks ago wasn't mm. that bad. Yep. Ran third at Rose Hill last Saturday.
1: Boom. Oh, but you're yep, taking you credit go. for it now. Microphone dropped. You you actually said you were well, we, setting us up to fail, and now you're taking no. credit for the. No. No, it's Sats, I mean. I, oh, that,
3: well, that's right. Now he's taking credit no, he's for the credit. Did, I'm he did ramble on about
2: that. Just saying.
1: Oh, that's good, mate. Keys. <laughs> I, make sure I make
2: people money. That's what I do.
1: I'll put keys in my black book, and I'll make sure I follow it. I'm writing it down now, okay? So it's all done. All right, mate. Listen, enjoy the last weekend of the Winter Carnival. The tab at Queensland Winter Racing Carnival has arrived. Head to QueenslandWinterCarnival.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. I hope it's a great day on Saturday, mate, for the Cloundra Cup.
3: Looking forward to it. Have a great weekend, guys.
0: This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon.
1: Greg Brandy Alexander, welcome to Sports Day. Good evening, boys. Nathan Cleary deciding to postpone surgery and should be back in about four to six weeks. Is that good news for for the young fella?
4: Oh yeah, it's better than the alternative, which uh, I was concerned about following Sunday night when he woke up Monday morning. Um, I, I, like I, I knew it was serious because he's such a such a tough bugger, um, but I knew he was hurting and I thought, well, that 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 could be um, yeah, it could be season ending, but. Yeah, good news on shoulders and look, I, I saw Benji Marshall discussing shoulders on NRL 360 last night and Benji's had plenty of experience and uh, Nathan will take that road of, you know, trying to strengthen it and hopefully within a month he'll be he'll be right, strap it up, uh, wear a brace, whatever needs to happen to reduce the movement of that shoulder but keep it in place. Um, yeah, that, that's good news. Brandy,
3: do you think some other players might not be able to to play with the pain that he's going to experience, Nathan Cleary? It's not that you know, shoulder injuries from what I've heard, and not that I ever had shoulders and did anything to them, but from what I've heard, they're 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 worse than the knees and and other injuries.
4: Bads, I'm like you. I, I I didn't have a shoulder injury while I was playing. So apart from a you know, maybe a grade one AC joint, uh, so. But there is, there's been a number of players. Look, and even as uh, recent for us for Penrith, uh, Isaiah Yeo in 2019, he carried a shoulder through most of the the season. Um, so players have done it in the past, and I, I heard Benji talk about it last night. Um, you know, but he and if there is a player that uh, will be diligent with his rehab and and everything surrounding, you know, getting himself right, it'll be Nathan. Um, so you know, yeah. If there's anyone that can can get it as good as possible, it'll be Nathan. But I'm I'm not sure of. I don't even know you can needle these sort of things. Uh, you know, prior to playing, that that might help it. I'm I'm just not sure.
3: It'll be interesting to see how the um the the club goes, the team goes this week without him and with Jerome Luai at halfback and Matt Burton. Um, are you are you looking along with interest there with your new south Wales selectors cap on as well because you've got big decision to make it seems around um, who your halfbacks going to be and, and I, I potentially it could be jerome leo it
4: could be yes yeah it could be it could be jerome in the seven and and jack white at 58 um so we'll, we'll wait and see or we, we go with the you know the, the genuine halfback. In, in either Mitch Moses or Adam Reynolds, who's who's been there before, or, or even Mitch Pearce, who's back playing footy again, although has you know has only had one game in the last three months. So, but it, yeah, it'll come down to those three, I would think. Badge, you know, uh, both Reynolds and Moses have very good kicking games, and and you know that's that's a big part of Nathan's game, and um, those those two players are both goal kickers as well. So you sort of uh, you know. You're replacing Nathan with a player that can do similar things um, in terms of kicking and, and goal-kicking, or yeah, you go with the, the team that has been there and you go with Jerome and, and Jack.
0: So. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off-the-bench footy tips.
1: Yeah, let's do this, uh, Sats. uh, Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock. The Bulldogs taking on the Seagulls at Bankwest Stadium. Bulldogs haven't trained all week because of five players down with COVID. Well, three debutants because of it. Not down with COVID, but COVID breach. Yep. Um, You can't see the Seagulls losing this, can you?
2: No, Tommy Travojevic, I'd be surprised if he backs up. He got that ankle injury in Game 2, had ice on it after the game. So I'd be surprised if... Desi Hasler plays him. Might play him on the bench just in case, but I can't see him playing. But, yeah, I think the Eagles.
1: Raiders versus Titans are G I Tough one. This is a tough one. and and Full crowd allowed. Yeah, they are, but they've got to be from the ACT and yeah. ticket sales stopped 6 o'clock Friday night. So If you
2: live in Fishwick, can you go?
1: Yes, it's part of the ACT. I know that area quite well.
2: Righto. Oh, damn.
1: You get <laughs> led into this all the time. I think
2: – uh, the week off for Canberra, again, like the last time they had a week off and they won, Yep. at the moment they need time away from each other and I think the 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 um, the um week off would have been really good for the Raiders. I think they'll beat the Gold Coast Titans, but I don't think they'll beat them by much because they're not going that great, the Raiders. I'm not happy with the way they're playing.
1: Oh, again, everything you just said then is the reason why I'm pointing to a Titans victory. I think the week off has helped uh, Justin Holbrook and the Titans – plus AJ Brimson back at fullback, yeah. Corey Thompson back on the wing, resigned as well Corey yeah. Thompson. So they've but got three some...
2: three key players backing up from origin.
1: Yeah. Three forwards. Well David Fafita did bugger all in first two games, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um he needs a big one mate. Yeah. He needs a big one. You know big Tino's going to put in. I I actually think the Titans I reckon they've had a come to Jesus uh, over the over that little break, and I reckon they'll come back strong. For the reason, the Raiders aren't a team; they're not playing like a team no, this year. No, they're, they're not. They're fractured, as you said.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Knights versus Cowboys. Good game this too. Saturday night, McDonald Jones Stadium. There Roddy will Payton, be a crowd. Roddy
2: Payton, who is um, actually in quarantine for two weeks, so he's not going to be coaching them for two weeks. He'll, he'll be, be
1: on a he'll be on an iPad on a broomstick.
2: Do You reckon? Yes. Okay. And and Dean Young, the assistant coach, just holding the broomstick, yeah. just.
1: And if Toddy becomes boring, they just turn off the Wi-Fi.
2: Yep. I like it. I like it. The good part about it is that Dean Young looks exactly like
1: Todd Payton. Does he sweat like him, though? Bald head and a beard. It's not a good-looking coaching staff, is it?
2: Not the best, but <laughs> Todd Payton has got beautiful eyes. Yeah, I've got to say I, you've say that. And a good dancer. Yeah, I think the Knights beat the Cowboys <laughs> because it's at home and – yeah, just a disruption with the Cowboys players having to isolate coaches having to isolate uh yeah, disrupted preparation.
1: I agree with you. The last place Broncos uh Sunday afternoon game at Suncorp Take on the Red Hot Sharks. Have they won four in a row or going for four in a row?
2: They've gone four in a row, but I do you know what I think um I'm this is my upset of the weekend. I think the Bulldog, the Broncos beat the the Sharks because I look at their team, the team that they've picked and I, I like it that Jermaine Asako's on the wing, whereas, which is his natural position. Corey Oates is back on the wing. Um, they've got Tessie Newitt fullback. Katoni Staggs has come back. Herbie Farmworth has been their best player all year. You know Payne Haas. Um, I, I actually like their side. So I'm going to pick the Broncos to cause an up, upset against the Sharks, but I'm part of the minority. I think, obviously um, – yeah, you know, the Sharks are, are travelling not too bad. They're only paying up, I think they're paying like a dollar thirty on the market.
1: Sharks have won the last four yeah. and a buy in the middle as well. Yes. So and I'm I'm you know what, I'm really happy that the Sharks. Only just are going, got
2: beaten by the Rabbits
1: with, with, That's which, true. which
2: would have been their yeah. fifth win and win in a row.
1: Yeah, I've been underestimating the Sharks this year. I'm I'm on them this week and watch they'll lose. And the final game, like Oval, Jesus would have been good if there's crowds in mm-hmm. Sydney. Uh, West Tigers and the Rabbitohs Sunday are, though. Um, of course, the Rabbitohs should be able to do that.
2: Yeah, I think the Rabbitohs will win. Even if they had a full crowd and Sunday afternoon at you know, the Tigers, once upon a time, couldn't be beaten. But we know that that's not the fact at the moment with this current playing group.
1: No, absolutely. Right. There are our tips for round 16. Before we go, on Off the Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? What about you, Sats?
2: Now uh there is uh, a great cause for this weekend. Mossy Masoya, of course, the uh former Panthers and and uh Roosters front rower uh battling again a spinal injury that um trying to raise as much money as possible. No insurance and all he needs to put food on the table for his family. So You're this okay, weekend yeah. this weekend every tri celebration there will be uh, money donated to the Mossy Moisef, M- Mossy Mussoi Foundation, um, and Josh Adokai started it last night with the little bunny rabbit ears, or Thursday night bunny rabbit ears. I was
1: wondering what that was. Yeah. So,
2: and after the game, when he interviewed, he said, yeah, "We're trying to raise money. I hope every other player throughout this weekend will uh, will also celebrate their tries."
1: Yeah. When he did that last night, Ari goes, "Oh look, this is the one who's now in love with rugby league." Yep. She goes. Oh, look, bunny rabbit. <laughs> she goes, I thought he was a fox. I go, I, I can't remember well, Or maybe they're foxies. ears. They only got little ears. Yeah, I think it was fox ears. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I'm looking forward to just a bit of uh, rugby league. Well, rugby league and hopefully not switching it off. Yep. But secondly, my Sunday, missus is at work. Have a listen to this. Missus is at work. I'm going to barbecue some stuff. I'm going to put some stuff on the rotisserie. I've got the swans at one o'clock Sunday, Arvo. Nice. Followed by the rabbitos at four. Mm. Sunday. so I don't even know where the kids will be. They'll be somewhere. They could be robbing a bank. I don't know. As long as I'm not interrupted and the meat smells good, I'm happy with that. That's my weekend. All right, Sats. You love rotisserie.
2: Oh, I love it, mate. I did a
1: leg of lamb a couple of weeks ago. Unbelievable. Mm. Unbelievable. It was just like there's nothing better than just carving chunks of meat off and burning your hands over hot coals. Is there
2: any chance that I'll ever get a – an invite no. to experience well, your rotisserie.
1: Yeah, you can. Well, now that you and Ari and my fourteen-year-old have called have called a truce. Yep. At Suncorp Stadium on the weekend, mm. there is a. Po- I was worried that furniture and everything would be wrecked mm. in a in a violent uh, altercation. So I mean, yeah, that might it might happen now. Okay. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, well, boys, it's you and I. Uh, We're got to go. This has been off the bench for another weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Goodbye. <laughs>